Before this episode starts, I want to share with you how I save some costs doing this podcast in collaboration with uh, Corporate Training Solutions Australia, um, run by James and Yoland. Um, when I mentioned my interest of doing um, this interview series, they were very supportive and um, allowed me to use their paid business Zoom account, um, which allowed me to live stream um, to Facebook, uh, my interviews, which you can't do on the free uh, version. And so I've known them for the past five years, um, very biz, uh, relationship focused with regards to um, business. Um, and so he's definitely the type of, both of them are definitely the type of people that I want in my professional network. Uh, CTS, Corporate Training Solutions um, Australia provides professional development courses um, and everyday end user software skills. Reach out to them if you're looking for training for your organisation, uh, government departments and private. They've worked with companies all over Australia and the Pacific, Southeast Asia. Send them an email at info at ctstraining.com.au. Hey, g'day there. It's uh, Malaki here again. Um, and part of my uh, commitment to myself to learn a new skill um, in this COVID uh, self-isolation is um, learning a new skill. And so I really enjoy chatting to people um, in my professional network. And um, I'm grateful that I've got another person, uh, guest, I guess you could say, that um, has joined me today. So that's uh, Luciana. How are you this morning? Very well, thanks, Malaki. Good to see you. That's Good the way. Yeah, likewise. Um, so uh, we met on LinkedIn um, and through mutual business connections. Um, and so uh, you've got a vast range of experience, more than I even knew as I was writing up your profile, um, just looking through LinkedIn and on your website. We are just chatting before we press record. But um, 30 years basically experience in business. You, It sounds like you grew up in business too, which... Um, I'm looking forward to hearing more about, um, but basically at the moment, an executive coach and consultant. Um, originally with a background of, in linguistics and psychology, um, you've been involved in both government and, and private sectors. Um, and I was really surprised actually um, when I saw, well not surprised rather, I was, um, I guess I was really impressed when I saw that you had an MBA from Griffith um, way before like, you know, MBAs were, I guess you could say a dime a dozen and that's not a, keeping any, any negative on MBA, I just, everyone has them, I guess, so I don't know how valuable they are, but you can probably speak more into that um, later. But yeah, look, I, I really appreciate um, you taking the time out to chat, and um, it, it's a, I guess it's a difficult time that we're in, um, given we're all locked up in our, in our houses and restricted on where we go. <laughs> yeah, just a little restricted, but you know, um, that's a good time too. I mean, we can use that in a way to reflect and and um, and as you, as we're doing, learning new skills. You know, yeah. that's yeah. the good thing about it. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and um, so oh, we didn't actually chat about it before we started recording, but I uh, just put some of your passions in there. Travel. Um, I got from your um, website that you actually do an executive retreat. Um, it looks like to Italy, and you've been other places as well. Um, maybe just talk to us a little bit about that and because that sounds really interesting okay a retreat's usually a time for reflection anyway so that's yeah. why i call it a business retreat and i just um invite and work with people who want to focus and usually it's ceos or it can be teams um to focus on uh on themselves or on yeah. a particular product uh, yeah. a problem and um we just 
I have a framework which we work through, and it's based on the, the, the Medici idea, really, of um, having a whole lot of diversity um, together to solve problems. Interesting. So it's, it's um, yeah, the Medici, the Medici concept is reason why the Renaissance happened in Italy and nowhere else, because uh -huh. it was at a time when they brought together a whole lot of diversity without really realising that's what they were doing. But it, um, it meant that they found new connections at the intersections of fields, so that they brought artists together with engineers and engineers talking to, you know, chemists or um, scientists of the time. And it was through that that those ideas flourished. Now, we do that anyway in our world sometimes, um, but that's what the retreat focuses on. It focuses on finding new ways of thinking at the intersection of fields. Interesting. I, man, so many questions just sort of popped into my mind as you're explaining that. Um, how did the, I guess, jumping straight into it, how, how did that come about? Like, again, just... Well, I'm like, Italian anyway, so... <laughs> Bonus if we can go back to Italy, yep. I thought that much. <laughs> no, but um, I, I remember as I was growing up that it was very fashionable, because I was born here in Australia, of course, but it was very fashionable for my friends to, to um, you know, and friends, families of friends to say, oh, what does your father do? And I always felt a little uncomfortable with that because I hated, dad, dad had a few things going. He wasn't a banker. He wasn't an engineer. He wasn't, I mean, we had farms, we had businesses. Um, so dad was doing a few and, and mum and dad were doing a few different things. I couldn't put them in a pigeonhole and I used to get very frustrated. And then of course, when I started to learn about, you know, um, you know, the Renaissance and Leonardo and, and I was still young, it was, I was still in primary school. And I used to think, well, why can't I be like that? Why can't, why can't people be you know, painters and sculptors and work in, you know, the science field. Why can't you be all of those things? And I remember thinking that very clearly as a little girl. So um, I started to, I guess, I just, you know, started to think about the Renaissance, read up on it, and I came across a lot of literature and realised that that's, and then when you look at and do the analysis of, well, why did it happen in Italy rather than anywhere else? Why was that the first place? I mean, there are, there, you know, it's traceable to their society at the time and the way it was organised and what was happening in business and society at the time. And it was all these intersections of new knowledge sort of talking to each other. Now, we know that. We, you know, we know that in business too. That's why we value diversity in business. But this is sort of focusing on it in a reflective way using a particular framework that, that helps that creativity come to the fore. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. So it wasn't, um, you know, something that you just, because you've been in business for 30 years, it wasn't just all of a sudden I've just got this new idea. Like I have a background like in that country. It was more like, I guess you could say a bit of a dream of yours and something that you'd heavily believed in. And then all of a sudden with business, you were able, were you able to enable that? That's really fascinating. Well, when I was um, working um, overseas, I worked, I had the fortune to work in, 17 different countries on very oh. different projects. And um, of course I had a lot of diversity in that experience. And that was, I think, the thing that really clinched it for me. And I was doing a lot of facilitation 
um, and uh, working with teams to sort of uh, work in strategic planning, to work in um, problem solving, to work in developing skills and competencies and teams and to mentor people. Yep. So I did a lot of very diverse projects um, with very diverse teams where um, it was challenging because typically in a room of 100 people, I may have 60 different nationalities. So English oh, wow. was not the first language for most of them. English was a working language. And so we worked in, you know, more than one language quite often. But um, that I think was the thing that really made me realize that yes, I, and, and it made me think again about the Renaissance and what I'd learned. And I thought, well, these are really like mini pockets what I've been doing. So I could actually use that experience and um, develop a, a framework for actually doing it in a more conscious way, I guess, with, yeah. with um, groups and with... Oh. You there? Um, experience, but it also is um, and a very enjoyable one. I hope because we tend, I like to do them in places that that have uh, like Venice for me has is akin to resilience. Yes. It is resilient. It manifests resilience. It's, it's um, you know, you look at the source of Venice, the origins of Venice, the way it has to survive anyway. It's threatened by water constantly. Um, now it's threatened by the virus, of course. So, yes. <laughs> you know, it'll bounce back. It's done that for hundreds of years. So, you know, I, I like, and I, I'm from that era, era um, area. So I like to run them there anyway, because people think about Venice as romantic, and certainly it is romantic, but it's also a very resilient area wow. of the world. Mm. Wow, that's that's so fascinating. Um, yeah, I love hearing just uh, the journey of how you got to that point, I guess. And we spoke about it a little bit before we started recording, but um, it, you grew up essentially around business. Um, and so do you think, that um, exposure um, assisted with that journey and with regards to how you, not only how you got to the retreats, but your journey insofar as, okay, you're a consultant and what you've been doing? Yeah, I think so. I think when I look back, um, I think my thread and my theme has been, I've had to be resilient um, for, for, you know, I was a migrant, the child of migrants. So yes. migrants have had to learn to be resilient. And I guess when you grow up in that framework, it's something you you just have to live you know yeah. you either survive it or you don't yeah so i learned resilience and and um my parents were involved i mean we had i grew up on a poultry farm of all places wow and um at that stage um when i was young very little um my you know it was still a live trade so we used to live trade we used to take live chickens and and uh, roosters and whatever else was required to our customers and they were all the way down the coast they were 200 300 kilometers away at times and so you do a trip down and and meet all the customers needs but then my parents um, had an opportunity because the market changed and we put up the first abattoir 
wow. actually um, processing children, uh, chickens, and or children, chickens, and sending them to and sending them to market, um, uh, you know, in a frozen state, which was new at the time. So it was innovative. So I guess. Um, yes, that, that thread of resilience, innovation, and finding solutions to problems runs, runs deep, yeah. That's so good. Um, I'm always interested to hear how people um, are not only navigating this current season, but how they got to their current business or position. And so I'm always interested in hearing those stories. Um, it, I guess it, just changing gears a little bit in terms of you know, the current state of affairs, all of those things like packaged together in terms of, you know, your business and where you're going right now, like how, how have you been affected um, by the current um, circumstances and what's some of the things that you've found that have actually worked for you in this particular climate? Well, I think this climate is always, and it's not the first time I've, you know, I faced a recession with the work that I do. Um, you know, the last one we had was the well-known, you know, global financial crisis, of course. But, um, and of course, the, the work that I do tends to fall off at this time because it, it naturally does. People look inwards to their organisations and then, you know, they're cash strapped or budget strapped. And so these are the first areas to go. Um, so I'm, I'd like to... to um, offer my experience, my expertise in any case, and that keeps me um, interested, it keeps me um, meeting people, it keeps my skills going, and it keeps me connected yeah. to people, which is really important. Um, I'd like to offer, you know, some fire, what I call fireside chats to, to anyone who, who just wants to bounce some things off someone else, who has um, a diverse experience in, in problem solving, um, in working at strategic levels, but operational levels as well. One of the things that um, my, my co-workers tell me is that I'm good at toggling between strategic and operational and pulling those two, helping those two things come together. Because often, you know, the strategic area, sometimes it's not clear what you do at the operational level to try to, to pull those two together. Or, you know, there, there are barriers along the way sometimes to achieve what you want so that's that's what i'd like to do and i'd like to offer free 10 to 15 minute consultations for for anyone who wants to to have a fireside chat about something that's so good no i love that i mean i'm learning so much into winter anyway so yeah. <laughs> i like that term actually yeah i mean i'm learning so much just like chatting you already um so yeah surely there's uh anyone out there that wants to um, take advantage of that, well, I'm going to include the links um, in the bio below. So definitely either reach out directly to Luciana or let me know as well and I can um, facilitate the introduction. Um, but I, I like what you're saying about uh, weathering the storm through the GFC 2008. And um, before we started recording, we spoke about like you have been in business before and you have been through a similar I guess you could say financial or economic uh, downturn. Um, and I think it was uh, when you were running a, a, a business before. Just talk to us about some of the things that helped you during that time. Because you could argue that, like, I want to be sensitive, obviously, to a lot of people out there who um, either 
financial stress and all that sort of stuff or don't have a job. But the reality is there are a lot of things that we can do. And you could argue that, you know, with the state of the internet, there's a lot of things that you could facilitate um, in terms of um, business or just upskilling and learning and stuff. So, you know, the recession that you went through um, that we were talking about before we started recording, you had some really good just insights and obviously you weathered that. So, yeah, maybe just talk through some of those things, like what was the business and how you were able just to um, pivot through some of the, the, the times there and came out on the other end. Yeah, well, it was during the 90s when we had the recession, when interest rates were 18%. Um, oh, wow. So, <laughs> trying to meet payments when you didn't know what you'd wake up to the next morning in terms of interest rates, because they just went up and up very quickly over a yeah. couple of months. Inflation yeah. just went crazy. Wow. Um, but So, we had to really look at our, our um, business model and figure out where there might be opportunities to actually use the processes that we were aware of and knew about and had to follow to try to um, make that work for us more. And we did that. We did that by um, using the processes and actually the financial system. Um, we were able to have the insights that we had and be able to use the financial system that was open to us better. Yep. and actually make some money during that time just um, on the exchange rates. Now, that's, that's a high-risk thing, but, you know, when you know a system and you're not in it and you know a system, then you also know what your risk is and you know how to mitigate the risk. So I think there's some of the things you learn. You learn that um, as our good old Tom Colonel, who's walked the distance of his garden length for for world has said, um, yeah, we will come out of this. We will. And yeah. we've just yeah. all got a knuckle down. Uh, I think we've got to stop whinging and yeah. just look at what what the opportunities are. I think um, I, I, I didn't realise we were such a nation of whingers, actually, till I'd started to watch some of the news and listen to some of the discourse. And so I think we've just got to take a step back and stop whinging so much and look yeah. at, okay, what are the systems that we've got? How do we actually... Um, use those to to actually help ourselves or help others, you know, because yeah, that's yeah. about as much as it, the two things go together. When you're helping yourself and you're helping others, then you've got a win-win. And yeah. that's what it's about, isn't it? 100% agree. And like, I, I'm very aligned with that narrative. Like we can all be proactive in our own way, I guess, and finding opportunities and taking charge and, um, there's obviously situations there where there's exceptions to those rules, I guess. But I mean, the reality is, um, you know, I think, I mean, it's not a political stance or commentary or anything, but, you know, we were chatting about this earlier um, before we recorded is that I think our government's doing quite well. And there's a lot of things that they are supporting us with. And the reality is we're not in full lockdown. Like there's other countries that have it worse off, I guess. And so I think, you know, to dovetail on the back of what you're saying, um, I think a perspective uh, check or a reality check is is something that we could all benefit from given, you know, we're still allowed to leave. We can still go and exercise. Businesses are still running, albeit there are some that have been impacted, but I think we're far better off than um, a lot of people may realise or see. <laughs> well, I've got, as you know, I've got family in Italy. Yes. Um, they've been in total lockdown, so they haven't been allowed to leave their houses. Um, yeah. 
and I got a, um, a message from one of my cousins just yesterday saying, it looks like we are finally just starting to move to open some of the factories. Not everything, but some of the, the industrial um, complexes are finally being able to, not all of them at once, but in a, um, I suppose, scaled, um, they're, they're starting to allow people to go back into those workplaces. Yeah. Um, so she said, I think that, because she said nothing's been open. And I was talking to my daughter yesterday who lives in the States. Now, they don't have dry cleaners open. They don't have, the only thing that's open are chemists and supermarkets. She said nothing else is open here. Wow. Nothing else. So she said, if I can get you any clothes, you might, if I needed kids' clothes, I'd have to go to Walmart because it's also a supermarket. So that's okay. But she said, nothing else is open. She said, I can't get anything dry cleaned. I can't. So, you know, so if something goes wrong, I've got the supermarket wall and any normal supermarket plus Walmart because it's a supermarket and chemists are in that anyway. So, you know, everything in the one shop, she said, basically. So there you go. Oh, yeah. yeah. So people are a lot worse, and that's what I'm saying. I don't think we're, I think we're lucky here because we can go for a walk. Um, you know, we can still move around in with reasonableness. We're not in tight lockdown. They're allowed to go 200 metres from their home door. And oh, wow. So 200 metres, not very far. Can't even go to the, sh the letterbox for some people, probably, <laughs> if they're on a big that's property. Right. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, uh, so that's what she's been saying. Yeah. yeah. So they're allowed uh, to walk there 200 metres up and down, up and down. Yeah, we, um, one of the big things that uh, my, my wife and I have been doing is getting on TikTok, which I don't know if you've heard of that platform. Um, yeah, I have. I haven't been on it, though. Oh, yeah. man, it is. I have to a, try it. I would definitely encourage you. It's, it's definitely a breath of fresh air. Um, it kind of started off as um something that my wife's a teacher so literally all uh teenagers are on it basically so it's like yeah. social media for their generation however yeah. it's starting to level up and so um anyway she just got on it because she wanted to relate to them and you know they sometimes you know different generations particularly the younger one they just speak a different language even though it's english yeah, right they do. <laughs> so anyway she it, that's how it started off she got on there and all of a sudden the whole world just opened up like she she found that she could relate to them better like relate to them on their level and so i jumped on and um it's it's actually been a really good form of exercise that's where i was going with this whole thing is i've just once a day like again it's part of my commitment to create content albeit it's a different platform but it's actually helped me with my exercise because doing a dance routine like because i do like dances and stuff like it's a bit of a work <laughs> for someone who's not very <laughs> in dancing like i'm all sweaty by the end of it in the morning so that's kind of been like my exercise in the morning and yeah. it's uh it's actually a light platform too there's there's a lot of um because it's short sharp just like 10 second videos it's been very light and i've, I've i guess i've enjoyed it like being on there and oh I'll definitely encourage you yeah it's it's worth yeah like, i'll have to i'll have to give well, it a go yeah and i mean it's not it used to be like oh, a platform only for a particular demographic but it's it's actually starting to level up with businesses now too so it's just it's yeah. been interesting i've been tracking that sort of progression as well um but either way it's it's a fun platform to be on and yeah i i recommend uh, ha having a look <laughs> checking it out I've, I've been doing pilates on virtual 
um, every week. So, because I, I used to go to Pilates classes, but um, I've been doing them virtually. So that's been a um, that's just been through Google Chats because that's what the the um, organisation that runs them is using, and that's been good. So that's been a, a you know a bit. But yeah, I've I've received a couple of messages through TikTok. So. I'll have to have a look at it, yeah. It's definitely worth it. You won't be disappointed. <laughs> okay. That'll be my learning thing for, for yes, this week. Yes, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, thank you yeah. much for um, catching up today. Um, oh, yeah, I really enjoyed our, our time together. And um, I guess just as, you know, some departing remarks, um, is we, we touched on it briefly um, before, but is there anyone in particular, um, you know, in my network watching this or yours as well, um, that they can particularly um, help you with in this time? So is there a particular, you did mention you want to um, start those fireside chats. Is there a particular like individual or a business or an industry, I guess, to be more specific that an introduction would be um, well, well received? Well, of course, um, I tend to work at the in, in the corporate area, but I also work in the personal development area. So I'm a, a personal coach as well, yep. development coach. So um, that's that's I think the the beauty of what I can do. I can work in that corporate, so I can work and relate to the corporate um, level. But I also work with people individually. So yeah, yeah. Um, that that's well, always been the focus so that's yeah. never changed yeah no that's good great yeah i'm definitely going to include all the relevant your linkedin profile in there um so definitely reach out directly to Luciana or even myself and i can facilitate that introduction um but i hope you take care and um keep in touch you know thanks for your time this morning and uh, we'll chat, chat again soon thank you thanks a lot and good luck talk soon thank you bye-bye bye-bye yeah.